Cook's house. The Houston Cougars have hired Will Fritz as the new football coach. That's right, Big Willie style. They're getting Fritzy with it. Na 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 na. You are locked on Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lock It On Cougs, the podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrew, to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater, can you stop by? Please be sure to subscribe down below. That way, we can place the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first or second or every listen of the day. <laughs> Welcome back to the YouTube channel. That's where you found us. It is so good to see you. Again, remember to subscribe to get us over that seven, we are just over 1750 actually. We're heading closer to the next giveaway, doing giveaway every 250 subscribers. The 1750 winner is Kenneth. Kenneth, I commented on a comment you put on a post at some point uh, in the past. So make sure you're checking your messages there. Hit me in the DMs. We'll get you something quickly, I promise. If you want to be in the next giveaway, hit subscribe to help us get to the next 250 mark. The next one is 2000. That's a lot. Hit subscribe, help us get that like, comment, on the video, listen to the contest. If after talking all about Will Fritz today, you don't know what to say. Tell us. Okay. Honestly, the talking college football right now is college football playoff. Tell us who got screwed the most in the college football playoff. Now, as we look at things today, today's episode is going to be all about Will Fritz. I know there's a big basketball game on Friday night. They used one decisively. It's going to be a bonus episode. You can go check out right over there. Um, now. With that said, I do want to talk some about who Will Fritz is because I think there's a lot of people like, what? Who do we just get with? Who we hire? I'll talk about why I think this works particularly well for Houston. And last but not least, I'm talking about uh, some people are wondering because I do like to talk X and O's and comment on the strategy and those kind of things, what to look out for. I got some basics there, but more on that soon. Now, let's jump into the first segment talk about who Will Fritz is. I think it's worth pointing out that Will Fritz, uh, 63 years old, been coaching his whole life he's coming immediately from Tulane where on his career in his entire uh eight years there he was 54 and 46 with extreme amount of success in the last two seasons as college footballs continue to evolve into an NIL transfer kind of world Tulane and Fritz got better now I think it's worth pointing out that he's a lifelong coach and is a son of another coach um by his own admission in a quick little five-minute interview he did with uh, Andrew Pate from the University of Houston on the flight to Houston. Uh, he mentioned that he's an old-time coach. He's a blocking and tackling coach, a high-discipline, low-penalties coach, all those kinds of things that I think, frankly, the program's been kind of yearning for for a while now. Um, I think what's interesting, though, is that he has that high-discipline, low-penalties, that old-school vibe but his players are in love with him. And so you worry, like at some points when you hear that about like old school vibe, how's it going to gel with new age college kids, right? And you hear about like, you can't do the same kind of coaching you did 30 and 40 years ago with these college kids, even 20 years ago, does it work the same and da, 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 da. But in the post-game press conference after an unfortunate loss in the American Athletic Conference Championship game, for which I should point out, he's been in two years in a row, won the first one. Um, he started getting questions about you know being distracted and the Houston jobs and his coach, his players were very quick to be like, this isn't about like they they like, stood up for him and like cut off the questions and this isn't about that like it's a team game that kind of stuff and like they didn't have to do that right like that was not necessarily um, 
something every roster would do for every coach. Um, frankly, most of them would let their coach answer the question like, no, no, this is our guy, right? Uh, so I think it's interesting balance because he is this disciplinarian type guy that is his rep, but he still has that connection with these younger guys. Um, now you obviously saw success last year when they beat Houston in 2022. Um, but that season, if you're living on a rock or just not paying attention, they went on to win the American Athletic Conference Championship game, go to New Year's Six Bowl and beat uh, USC and Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Uh, this year, I actually don't know what bowl they're going to be in because he's coming to Houston. I didn't really pay attention to what bowl they would have been in, but they did get back to the American Athletic Conference Championship game again. Um, and that's all his experience at Tulane. But I think what makes him particularly tied and important, uh, an important hire for the Houston job is actually his entirety of his coaching career. As I mentioned, he's 63 years old. He's been coaching a long, long time. And a lot of it is in this region. He was the he was a grad assistant. His grad assistant gig was at Sam Houston. He's been a year as the head coach at Willis High School, uh, just north of Houston. Uh, he was an assistant after that at Sam Houston. He spent some time at, at, at Blinn. Um, he was again at Sam Houston as a head coach. He was at Tulane. And each of those stops nearby, he's had a lot of success. At Blinn, they were 5-24-1 and one in the 30 games before they got before, uh, Fritz and staff got there. He went 39-5-1 and one, and won National Junior College twice while he was there. Right? In just four years. He was there four years. He won it twice. Um, Sam Houston State, 25-28 and 28 with the previous head coach. He gets there, and they go 40-15 and 15 and make the FCS final twice. Lost to superpower North Dakota State, but got the final twice in his, in his four years there. Uh, and Tulane the turn obviously I think we got to express how like uh, it was a slow turnaround they even kind of caught me up guard at first oh, there was a couple of years there where they you know it took a while to get things going but he got there in 2016 between Bowden leaving in, 20, in 1998 and 2016 they'd had only three winning seasons in Tula- at Tulane just three one two three they'd had four two win seasons and five three win seasons and outside of the COVID year once they hit seven wins in 2018, they've been in a, had a winning record ever since. So once he got it turned around, the exception of the one-off year that just wasn't possible for everyone, things got right for Will Fritz at Tulane. And so I say all that to say that it feels like he's very much the man for the job. We saw the excitement on the players' faces and the uh, clippings and photographs they have from the. I mean, it's it's not like it's visible, right? Um, from the clippings and photographs when he met the team on Sunday night, um, he continues to say all the right things, do all the right things. Um, class that kind of guy. I think you know a, a lot of people are going back to when Tulane played Houston on a Friday night in 2022. Weird Friday night game. Tulane comes in with a third string quarterback. And a kid named Tajay Spears and goes all over the U of H, right? All over the U of H, um, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And frankly, the third-string quarterback looked pretty good himself. And a lot of people left that game like, what is going on here? We're losing to Tulane. Not realizing what was happening was their future head coach was auditioning for the job in a lot of ways across the field. Now, I'm not saying that, that was they like left that game. Like, oh, yeah, that's our guy by any stretch. But I do think Will Fritz made an impression in the 2022 season across the entirety of college football that his power five move up was going to be soon. And frankly, he said as much in the plane ride again, that same interview with Andrew Pate on the way to Houston, 
when asked about the challenge and coming to Houston and what you know, what he's looking for, the challenge was doing the same kind of turnaround at the Power Five level. He mentioned the Big Twelve move as a reason he wanted to come to Houston, and I think it's important to note that like had Houston not ever made or gotten to make that move. They're probably looking at a very different situation. The Power Five thing is obviously super attractive, but that's what gets a guy that builds programs like Willie Fritz does. Now, we're going to have a long, long offseason to talk about Will Fritz and talk about spring ball and talk about recruiting and talk about all those different things. But I think we need to make sure we talk about what makes him such a perfect fit for Houston. But first, as we're talking somewhat about hiring today, if if you're trying to hire someone for your small business, you know, just like hiring a guy like Will Fritz, you got to get the best person and candidate possible. And finding that candidate can feel like as stressful as anything. But if you go to LinkedIn Jobs, it does not have to be. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, like Willie Fritz, faster and for free. Actually, is Will Fritz on LinkedIn? That'd be funny. That'd be funny. LinkedIn isn't just on the job board. It has all this vast network, the billions of professionals, and it makes it's the best place to find your next hire. So go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college and post your job for free. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now I mentioned I think that this is a perfect fit for him. And I, I went through, and he has more than just this local nearby schools on his coaching resume. Again, he's been coaching a long time, but I thought those particularly made him comfortable in the region, right? When you're looking at recruiting, looking at building relationships, looking at building a program outside of the handful of programs that recruit nationally. And even those do rely on local talent still building that those relationships that the programs are important. It's not the only thing, but it's a big thing as we kept saying throughout this hiring process. And, I have to say there's a couple different things that make him perfect for Houston, but one, he's rebuilt much more difficult programs. When you go back and look at what Blinn was, what Sam Houston was, what Tulane was, right? Those rebuilds, getting those programs to national prominence of varying levels, obviously, was incredibly difficult. Houston, as we'll go through in the course of this segment, it's not as challenging a rebuild. It's just not going to be. It's a power five school in a great spot, right? That's the first thing. The second thing I will say is that I appreciate that he's done this at multiple levels. So he's not like an FCS guy that just really understood the FCS level of football. He's not a junior college guy that just really understood the junior college level of football. He's not a you know group of five guys that just really understood the group of five level of football. He clearly understands football in a transitional way he understands football in a way that goes from division to division there's no reason to think that he can't emulate the exact same kind of rebuild you saw take a little bit of time at Tulane you saw him do it at Blinn you saw him do it at Sam Houston you saw him do it at a number of different places across his career those just being the closest there's no reason to think that the same kind of like well he's stepping out of the power five what did it that shouldn't make it any different because he's seen him have success at these jumps in other moments Part of the reason that I'm not worried about it, you know, it might take a little bit of time, but is honestly, um, he's kind of working in this recruiting hotbed that is the city of Houston and the University of Houston, right? Um, you could, you saw last year there were a number of different transfers, both in football and basketball, for what it's worth, decided to come home. You play in the city of Houston with Houston across their chests. 
Will Fritz now has that, or he, I mean, he can use that to his advantage as well. And transfer opens uh, today, as it's Monday, right, December fourth. He can he can open that up and go find transfers right now. And frankly, he mentioned in that same um, that same interview we keep referencing with Pate on his way to the city of Houston. Their recruiting was like he's going to meet the guys on Sunday night, and like recruiting is the next thing he's doing. Like it's it's the first like priority. Or he and his staff, it's the thing he's doing as soon as he's done shaking hands with the guys in the current roster, right? He mentioned that he's always recruited Texas at every place he has been. Um, and for what it's worth, I think that recruiting this year, I think, will be interesting to watch because it does involve somewhat of recruiting your own guys. Um, and recruiting his own guys, I should point out, though, that Houston's roster is not, like, devoid of talent. It's another reason to make this a very what could be quick turnaround for Will Fritz is that honestly, it's a fairly talented roster to be flipping and in the history of ranking recruits and they didn't rank recruits all the, all the way back through Houston's illustrious history in the seventies, eighties and early nineties. But in the history of writing recruits and ranking recruits, the current, the, I'm sorry, the 2024 Houston Cougar roster, if Fritz can convince Moses Alexander to stay, because he is currently in the transfer portal, if he can convince Alexander to stay, it'll have eight of the 25 highest ranked recruits on 24-7. That means a third, about a third of the highest ranked recruits to ever come through the University of Houston will be on the 2024 roster if he can make sure that the current roster stays. And I think he's got a pretty good shot. There's going to be natural turnover. You're seeing turnover at programs with long-time coach. You're seeing programs with like very like really successful seasons coming in, having a bunch of guys in the transfer portal. I'm not saying it won't happen to anyone. No, no, no. But if he can keep the talented players here, you know, Demetrius Hunter, one of the highest ranked offensive linemen to ever come through the school. And frankly, when he graduated high school, was the highest ranked center to graduate high school that year, right? Matthew Golden, Mikhail Harrison Pilot, Parker Jenkins, right? These guys are as talented as it gets. And that's guys currently on the roster. Then you got to factor in, like, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Jonah Wilson. Uh, we haven't even gotten to see him unless you're going to watch Shadow Creek play football. Uh, Maurice Williams, Mo Williams, right? Flips from LSU to Houston, right? These guys are on the roster already. He just has to coach them up and develop them. And we've seen him do that at so many previous stops. It feels like a match in heaven. Speaking of match in heaven, at some point we got an episode about how I feel like the way that they use Tajay Spears at Tulane and the way that Parker Jenkins runs the football are a match made in heaven. But that sounds like a later episode. Um, also, you got the new building. The new building makes this a much quicker rebuild because that's something easy to sell to recruits. It's excitement. It's clear investment from the donors. And frankly, for what it's worth, it's a better facility than anything Wolfred just had to sell to a recruit, right? And so he, sell, he sold recruits and high-level athletes on what he was working with at St. Houston and Blinn. He can pull those guys in with the new football ops building the building attaching. And frankly, shovels are in the ground right now. Sidebar. Can we Photoshop Will Fritz into that picture when they, they broke ground on that? I'm not going to tell you to replace him, but can we, can we Photoshop him in? Maybe. Kind of, sort of. We'll talk later. Um, I think that that's going to be a big recruiting tool uh, as you're rebuilding this program. It's also, frankly, just going to be a good tool for player development as you're rebuilding this program. I think all the way around, it's going to help Wolfritz build this program up to what it ought to be. And I think it's going to help expedite that process. And last but not least, 
he's got a really good schedule in the near future to get these kinds of things done, right? I mean, next year they open uh, with UNLV, play Oklahoma, Rice at home. Then uh, the Big 12 play starts to get Arizona, BYU, Cincinnati, Utah, Baylor, Kansas State, Iowa State, and can- uh, Kansas and TCU. There are good teams in there, so you can get some quality wins. I mean, Oklahoma is a team that clearly people think very highly of. Uh, they had a rough couple of years, but clearly it's a blue blood program in the more grandiose sense. Um, frankly, you can avenge the Rice loss and make us all happy. Uh, but then conference games, you get Arizona, has had a good football program in the past. Uh, we get to get back at Cincinnati. Kansas is in a hot streak the last couple of years. Kansas State is very good. Um, TCU, frankly, it was just the national championship game in 2022. And what is Sonny Dykes doing there? You could very easily have a handful of good wins on your schedule. You could also, for what's worth, you look at the schedule, like it looks like Baylor's kind of down, right? The other new guys like BYU and Cincy are kind of like in this weird boat where they don't necessarily have the excitement going into year two that Houston does because they don't have this new coaching move, right? And so what are they going to look like in their year two versus Houston in our year two, right? Um, you know, Iowa State up and down program. TCU again. I mentioned it could be a really good team to be to be playing your last for a big win, or the thing with Sunny Dykes continue to trend downwards, and it's like, oh, what's going on there? Very quickly, right? And so it's got games that are winnable, Rice, UNLV, etc. But it also has games that can be good wins, and that schedule works very much in his favor to like seek out and get to like, can you be bowl eligible in year one of Willie Fritz? Can you take a talented roster with a friendly schedule that has difficulties in it? Like, you know, good strength of schedule type wins and get yourself into a bowl game, get yourself that extra month of practice, get yourself all of those things that help develop a program and build a culture that I think with time, Willie Fritz is going to be able to do. Now, all of that involves winning and all of that winning requires knowing your stuff and if you know your stuff and if you want to be winning you need to go to fanduel.com and put some money where your mouth is because as the weather gets colder nfl offers stay hot right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets by winning any five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins our houston texans next weekend the line is currently Houston being favored by six points at the Meadowlands against the Jets. Now, I know Tank Dell went down the season-ending leg injury on Sunday. It's not, not pretty. But I still think I pick the Texans over the Jets. They're at minus 260 on the money line. You put $5 on that. If it wins, if, if, if it wins, you get $150 back in bonus bets. So if it's FanDuel.com slash locked on, kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the N. F L. Now, I mentioned at the top that the third segment is going to be a scheme thing, and I, I understand that I'm the X's and O's guy. And so I went through and watched some Tulane tape very quickly. Um, we didn't play them this year. I looked at my notes from last year. Didn't look that different than that, what they did in the American like, Conference Championship game. So I kind of like elaborated on that a little bit. But then I hit pause um, because I'm going to sit and talk tell you briefly about how they're a four two five single high team defensively fritz is more a defensive guy um they send a decent amount of second level pressure with a secondary safety or outside linebacker from the edge of the box kind of stuff they send a decent amount of that um 
So I think I'd call them aggressive, but not like the most aggressive. Um, offensive game, they have a lot of 11 personnel, power run game. And then with the 11 personnel, they'll also bounce out into four wide, the flexibility that kind of athlete can offer them. I still think Man Jack can be that kind of athlete, but they're not asking me. Josh Cobbs, too, for what it's worth. Um, and I thought it was interesting, too, that the, they ran the quarterback a lot in the conference championship game. A lot of quarterback power, quarterback uh lead block kind of stuff with a quarterback with a lead blocker kind of stuff. He didn't have very many rushing yards in the season. I think it was like 500 ish or something, but he was the second highest rusher because the single running back they had took all the carries, right? So it's very much a one running back kind of crew, but I did all that. I, you know, looking up and then, and then I hit pause because very quickly I was like, well, it doesn't necessarily matter what they did at Tulane. That's what he likes doing there. But what we're going to find out very quickly is who does he bring in in the next couple of days, perhaps, as his coordinators, his quarterback coach, his safeties coach, his receivers coach. Who stays? Does Brian Early get to stay? Brian Early is as good a defensive line coach there's in the country. The guys here already like him. But Fritz is a defensive guy. And so does he bring his own people in? Because you've got to give, if you're going to give a head coach a real shot, you've got to give him freedom to pull in their people even if you know Brian Early is really, really good because it's going to be about the way that the two people mesh, right? I'd anticipate Nigavi staying. Iman Nigavi's under contract. He and Fritz know each other from their time at Tulane, and they're very successful in their time at Tulane. I assume he stays, right? But does that mean we go to more what Nigavi did at Tulane with the power run scheme? Does it mean you go more to something different with a new OC? Who knows? Now, I will say... Um, I honestly was in DMs with people on Twitter and I heard them talking about assistant coach talk. Love the X's nose and the nitty gritty on that. Um, but I started looking through because of that conversation, what commonalities there were between first staffs, because your first staff as a coach, this is just my opinion, but that's like, I get to a place, I get a clean house and bring in whoever I want. Those are my people. Now, obviously if you're like good buddies with, the quarterback coach at Ohio State, and you get a job at Blinn, you can't probably lure that guy in to come be your offensive coordinator, no matter how good a friend you are, because he's just making a lot more money at the other job. But generally speaking, um, if there are commonalities here as a head coach, um, I feel like it's worth pointing out, like these guys are on multiple first staffs with one Willie Fritz. So like Jeff Conway was his wide receivers coach in his first year at Sam Houston and at Tulane. Worth pointing out, right? Jack Curtis was his secondary coach defense coordinator at uh, Georgia Southern and Tulane, right? Kevin Peoples was his defensive line coach at Tulane. I believe it was at Georgia Southern as well. Uh, Johnny Jurgens been his defense uh, ends coach, which is just kind of an extra sense of, extra defensive assistant a couple different places. Michael Mutz was a linebacker coach. He had a couple different stops. Shane Meyer was a uh, director of football ops, a couple different stops with him. And then his son, obviously Wes Fritz has had different player personnel roles. What was interesting though, is how few of those guys were still at Tulane with him. And at least in the same role, Conway, Right, Jeff Conway, his wide receivers coach, he's had on staff a couple of times, is actually co offensive coordinator at Texas State now. Right. So to Rusty, who I know is listening and likes GJ Kenny, what do you think about pulling in like his offensive coordinator? 
right? Like, like the excitement that is with that, because frankly, we know that Conway and Fritz are buddies, but you also don't know, like, is he going to poach from that staff? Is Conway going to see, I mean, it's obviously a step up because you want from Texas state to the Houston power five thing, but what's going on there. Um, interesting thoughts there. You could also see, um, Jack Curtis, right? Like, okay, well, he was the secondary guy for uh, Willie Fritz at a couple different stops. Maybe he wants to come because Fritz is a defensive guy himself, and that's an important thing. But Curtis served several years as the defensive coordinator at, Univers- at Liberty University and is currently on staff as a defensive analyst at Auburn, right? And so, obviously, getting back into being a coordinator would be nice, but he's also got a pretty cush deal in the SEC as an analyst. So like, what does that look like as well? Um for it's worth going on the same list of people. Kevin Peoples is the defensive line coach at Mizzou. So, you know, you'd have to probably offer him more money and make him do a lateral move to come coach D-line here. So maybe that does mean Brian Early can stay. We'll see. Um, I like Brian Early a lot. So I want to make sure I stress that it's not about me not liking Brian Early as much as I want to make sure the new guy, Willie Fritz, gets to hire who his people are, right? Um, Johnny Jernigan seems like just a good friend of Willie Fritz's because he is still at Tulane but is in like an analyst role. Like he's not doing the same kind of coaching role. He's just like helping out. Um, Michael Mutz, the linebackers coach that's been with him a couple times, is currently the uh, defensive coordinator at Stephen F. Austin, which, again, like, are you going to talk a defensive coordinator at Stephen F. Austin to come coach your linebackers? How are you going to do, do that? You've got a couple different defensive assistants that are now being coordinators elsewhere, which, A, I think speaks to a really good football coach in the coaching tree that he's built out. But B, mm, you got to pick one, right? Like if you're going to bring them over, then I can all come be coordinators. Here. So I, I get, I get that. Um, interesting one. I thought was Shane Meyer, his director of football office, covering a couple different stops actually got promoted to associate AD at Tulane last year. And 2022, I don't think there's a shot. He would come as well. Obviously what West Fritz would come some as, with him at you know his son has been helping around in various roles along the way here it does not have the same role as he started with at Tulane but again helping him out in different ways I say all that to say that I could see them running the combination of offense with 11 personnel that goes inside and outside a lot of spread and spread power game kind of concepts I don't mind breaking down the course of the season I don't mind breaking down the 4-2-5 defense the course of the offseason uh, the 4-2-5 defense, I should say, that uh, 4-2-5 offense, that's not soccer. 4-2-5 uh, defense, of course, the offseason. I do think, though, that we need to give him a minute to hit the transfer portal looking for recruits, to hit, frankly, to hit the recruit trail looking for recruits, and to hit his phone to find his staff. And I think we'll learn a lot more about what the scheme looks like as that staff fills out. Now, could we take guesses? Sure. Is it worth it in this moment? I'm more anxious to see what he can do with the Houston resources and who he can pull in with Houston resources to even worry about that. Now, if you think I'm wrong, you think I'm horribly off, you think you got a different idea, tell me in the comments down below. I'd be happy to talk all things Willie Fritz. I'm excited about this hire, if you can't tell. Um, I think they did a really good job with this one, right? Um Veteran guy that's been around the block. Very big change in attitude and culture from all it looks like. Um, had success, built success, built success in places like this. Um, as far as like regionality goes, I'm excited about it. If you're excited about it, comment about it. 
Uh, be back tomorrow about it because we'll be talking about this all week long. Got some basketball games to talk about as well on the way. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On Cougs for all things Houston Cougars each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen today. For a second or third listen, go listen to Locked On Big 12. Drake's doing a great job of breaking down the conference chaos that is happening. Remember, Locked On Cougs great as a. <laughs> I'm too excited. I got my words all mixed up. Locked on Cougs is a proud member of Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team, our Cougs, Willie Fritz's Cougs, every day. Go Cougs.